0: Hello and welcome to Atomic Geekdom. My name is Dave. Uh, I I hope you're having a wonderful week. It is September already and fall is upon us. My favorite season aside from spring because I love hoodie weather and hoodie weather is the greatest. Uh, Snow can suck it and summer is boring and sweaty and gross. So fall and spring it is forever. Um, Yuck. Screw science and the climate. I don't care about it anymore. Throw it all away. Let's move to a different planet. I'm done with this one. That's what what society is, right? We're done with this. Throw it away. Let's move on.
1: Yep. No, that sounds about right.
0: You're not supposed to talk yet. I'm just kidding.
1: You're asking me
0: questions. (laughs) I'm asking rhetorical questions. You said, Johnny, what do you think? Oh, I did not. I did not. Rewind it. Take two. Here we go.
1: Mm, I guess next time be a little
0: clearer. Uh, I didn't even say your name. How clear is that? <laughs> Alright, uh, hello and welcome to Atomic Geekdom This is take two, my name, no I'm just kidding uh, Joining me this fine evening on this uh, 168th episode of the podcast is Jenny
2: Hello, I am totally against Dave's colder weather though I need one more month of summer
0: Ew, gross uh, Summer sucks, fall, 60 degree weather Oh, hoodies, no. hoodies forever uh, also no. joining me in, in this, this stable but enjoyable climate is Johnny.
1: Is it okay for me to talk now, Dave?
0: Yeah, I introduced you. I actually said your name this time. Hey, it's me. Hey, I'm here. Don't make me I did in. it.
1: I also disagree with Dave's assessment with regards to the weather. But, Jenny, you live in the area in which I grew up. And our climate there is very different than where Dave and I are currently located. So summer in California is amazing compared to summer in Wisconsin, which is like it's it's like it's like 90 and 95 percent humidity. It's disgusting.
2: We actually had a really humid summer here, which is really weird. Yeah, there I were know. some and we don't have air condition in our house. So there were a few days and I'm like, OK, this might be a little much. But I, it went by too fast. Like I seriously feel like a kid in school again because it was like, "Oh, summer's here. I'm going to go camping. I'm going to do all." I didn't do any of it because it got busy and then I'm like, "Kids are going back to school now? What? I'm I'm working on winter campaigns." It's like, <laughs> "WTF, can I have just one month? Just one month of one more month of summer?"
1: Every I think every adult should have one month a year where they don't have to do anything. No work, no taxes, no bills. You yeah, just go to the store. Do you don't have to pay for anything. You go to the grocery store. You get all your groceries. You show your card. This is my month. I get this. I get all this food for free. And then, and then, boom! You're set. You're good to go for the month. A whole month off.
2: It's called Europe.
1: <laughs> Ooh. That'd be amazing. What a bunch of hippies over there! <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're really hipsters bunch out of, there, Dave. You fre- said it.
0: Freaky hipper, hip, hipster, hip, hippie, hippy, Hippie hipsters. Anyway, uh. Yeah, I can't believe we just spent two and a half minutes talking about the weather. <laughs> this is great Get podcasting, <laughs> people. All right, let's move on to Randy in the traffic chopper. Randy, take it away. Uh, hey there, Dave. <laughs> thanks for thanks for checking in. It's me, Randy, from the Just Two Pals podcast, and I just wanna say traffic's backed up like a mother, Dave, as is it always. And how's that Nintendo? Well, as you can tell, I'm enjoying it quite thoroughly, <laughs> Dave. All right, that's enough from you, Randy. Go back, go back to your corner. Thanks for having me on the show, Dave. Oh, that was. <laughs> he's got his own noises. That's weird. That's his
1: outro. He does. That's weird.
0: What? What? He's got. You know, he's got a. He's he's got a catchphrase. You know, he he knows how to market himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't even know what that was. Uh, I don't know, but you gotta tell him to take it down a notch. I mean, this is just traffic. That's all we have. Yeah, yeah. You don't need to be so enthusiastic about it. He's really, really not doing well since Kyle replaced him on the Just Two Pals podcast.
1: He's been struggling a lot. Yeah, he's expressed to me how disappointed he was when he heard that. And he's he's fighting his way back to the top.
0: Sure, sure. Yeah. One one episode at a time, one traffic report at a time. He'll get there. That's
1: that's right. (laughs) He's on his way
0: um all right so we're gonna do just your standard garden variety extra exciting geek out episode tonight because i am lazy and did not think about the topic uh it's been a a rough go at it the past couple weeks in my brain so uh but you know we're gonna be jumping back into our favorite month of podcasting and that's october where we have all our Cool, spooky, horrific and supernatural type episodes planned for you, including your very own, uh, you know, UFO or paranormal or supernatural stories. Experiences that you've had with ghosts or hauntings or Bigfoot or Chupacabra or uh, Sasquatch, Sasquatch, man, bear, pig, everything, all of it under the sun. Uh, so you can hit us up at info at AtomicGeekdom.com with an email.
2: Puppet Monkey Baby. that <laughs> That <laughs> ugly, <monkey> disgusting <laughs> thing.
0: Yeah, that is terrifying. What's worse is the song. Not even just the creature. The song is just...
2: Okay, so real quick side story. This is sort of geekiness.
0: Hang on, hang on. Let me finish this and then, then jump into it. Uh, no. Or, or send us your stories on Facebook, facebook.com slash uh, We want those stories. We'll tell them all. We'll do a whole episode. We take turns reading them. It's a lot of fun. And that's in October. Go ahead, Jenny.
2: I have discovered that I hate Rick and Morty. Oh. <gasps> hey. Right, I'm, not, I'm not, That's I'm, everybody's response. Nope, they don't. I understand. agree. I,
0: I agree. I have,
2: I have tried and I've tried, and it is so damn annoying that like I don't like it. So I tried well, to be all right, all right. to each their own. But pickle Rick can go suck it because a <laughs> person comes up to me and goes pickle Rick. So our household thing right now is it's the war between pickle Rick and Puppy Monkey Baby. Because go. anytime Patrick goes pickle Rick, I just have to sit there and break into song. A short Happy story,
0: a short story from Wizard World Chicago: the road trip journals of one Dave, Johnny, and Kyle. Uh, that was like the week of pickle Rick, I think. Um, yeah, it, it was happened that week, and I confessed to my two bros here on the road trip down to uh, Illinois before we met up with Liz that I I've watched every season except for this current one of. Rick and Morty. I get the humor. Uh, some things make me laugh, but the show more annoys me than entertains me. And That's I- where
2: I'm at. I'm totally there with you. Like, I get it. And there's some really cool concepts, like the world's going to end if you don't participate in American Idol. But... It's stupid. And I like <laughs> stupid humor. I love robot chicken. I love all that. I can't get it. I totally am with you on that, Dave. But
0: I'm 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 okay with people that enjoy it, but the whole weekend we we were we were at the front of one of the entrances of one of the halls <laughs> and some dude just kept randomly yelling Pickle Rick. And I wanted to stab him with my camera.
2: That's That's what I'm saying. <laughs> but I have but, no problem if you like it. I have no problem with it. But Pickle Rick is to the point that if I hear one more person say it, I might become a serial killer at the same
0: time. At the same time, however, I do enjoy randomly yelling out, or I did enjoy randomly yelling out pickle Rick to these three fine friends of mine. Um, uh, it, it was a recurring thing, but yeah, I would have I, kneecapped you. I, I, <laughs> I think there's, uh, I mean, I, I
1: respect it. You guys don't like the show. It's not, it's not your cup of tea. That's all right. Um, and, uh, and 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 th- that's totally cool. I am with you on that guy, though, with yeah, who is he was continuously annoying. screaming. I mean, there's a time and place for it. It's funny for a while. I mean, it, when you when you do it once or twice, that's all right. But if you're staying because he was he was in the front of the line just screaming it every every thirty or forty five seconds. <laughs> and it and it wasn't funny after the first time. No. so. I think the problem with that wasn't that he was screaming Pickle Rick. It's that this guy was just obnoxious timing.
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. He was just yelling catchphrases. I don't
2: I don't know why. Like, it's really funny because, like, I'm trying to be like trying to get down to the core of why I'm annoyed by the show. And I don't want to be because I know people truly love it and I totally appreciate the love for it. But there I think Pickle Rick was that line that set me over. Like I loved when people would like crack jokes and it would be Rick and Morty jokes and they'd high five and all that. I was like that's really cool. I wish I could get into it, but that's really cool. But then Pickle Rick came along. And now I now I'm declaring war on I'm I'm declaring war on the Rick and Morty crowds because I have I have despite effort I have become to hate them because of Pickle Rick.
1: Oh, you can't do that, though. That's not fair. That's not nice. I,
2: I totally am. <laughs> That's not
1: nice. don't, I don't know. I'm, I am it. a jaded,
2: jaded woman, but oh, Pickle he Rick will. drives me crazy. So Patrick's new joke is, is that anytime he wants to get under my skin, he just starts talking Pickle Rick. So to get under his skin, it's Puppy Monkey Baby because <laughs> right. Pu- Puppy Monkey Baby is probably just as bad.
0: Uh, yeah, I would agree. I would agree. Um, okay Let's... And
2: and is it tr- Do you guys agree or disagree that What was that It was like an old 80s movie where They hired just a bunch of crazy people To make advertising I think we're in that world What is that movie Why can't I Oh it's going to drive me crazy now There's a movie where they go into like a mental institute And they get the crazies to make the Make the commercials UHF no, but that's a great movie. Yeah, I know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I have not seen that since high school. Oh, it's been such a long time. <laughs> it's um, been a while. All right, so let's cover some news stories real quick, just some brief ones. Uh, Star Wars Episode Nine. Uh, Colin Trevorrow, uh, the director of Jurassic World, was originally slated to write and direct that particular entry into this new saga. Uh, however, he was he has left the show. The show, the movie, um, due to the same reason why uh, those two fine gentlemen, uh, what is it, Phil Lord and Christopher Miller, left the Han Solo film. uh, You know, creative differences between between them and Lucasfilm. So now uh, it it was announced last week, I think, that that Trevor was out and everybody wanted a woman director and woman writer, all that stuff, uh, or somebody new, at least some fresh blood. But we're going back to the man that restarted this little saga with uh, the Force Awakens. Uh, director J.J. Abrams is back to direct and write Episode Nine. What do you guys think, uh, Johnny?
1: Uh, I'm not excited by it. Um, I think it's a safe I, choice. I yeah yeah I think it's a safe choice. I I don't I I think I think J.J. Ab- Abrams was great in reintroducing mm-hmm. Star Wars to To you know to to the um, common or to the movie going audience, like here's Star Wars, here's what you like. Here's a little bit of new stuff. Um, and then I felt like once that movie came out, great, that's out of the way. Now we get to see some new and exciting stuff. And I like JJ. Abrams as a director. Mm. Um, but I, I was disappointed that they went back to JJ. Abrams to do it. He didn't do such an amazing job that I felt like he's the pinnacle Star Wars director now um he did a great job but there there are better directors out there who could i i think who who would have um who who would have taken the the story in in maybe a direction in which we wouldn't have expected um i'm a little bit worried now that (laughs) we're gonna get uh return of the jedi oh sure kind of like this uh this last one the force awakens was a new hope I'm a little bit worried that we're going to get something new and unique and different with this next one, and then we're going to kind of go back to status quo with the third one. I'll I'll reserve that. I'll wait for the movie, um, yeah. and obviously, I'll you know I'll I'll start I'll start forming some opinions when trailers and stuff start dropping, and I can really see it. But yeah, I'm am a little disappointed. I'll, although I do think he's a better choice than Colin Trevorrow, who I again I like him and I like what he did with Jurassic World, but he did pretty much with. Jurassic World, what J.J. Abrams did with The Force Awakens, which is, here's Jurassic Park, here's everything you liked, here's a little bit of new stuff, and now we can do with it what we want. Mm. So, I don't I, know. You, I, I don't know. You,
2: you know what's funny is, like, I'm kind of the opposite of that, because when I found out that he wasn't doing this next one, the one that comes out in December, I was just like, why are they switching up directors? So now, like, I'm on the fence because... I thought it was weird that he wasn't doing well, what keep... it, episode eight. Right. And I was like, well, this this is so it took me out of it because I I li- I liked the last one. I liked episode seven a lot. It it was cliche and it, had, it was basically New Hope Redone. Right. But I loved it. And I it was, had it was an fun. absolute blast on it. Yeah. Yeah. And so I was like, why isn't he doing the other one? So then I, it, it took me out of the moment. And then everybody had to sell me on the new director. And I was like, All right, well, oh. it, it may be okay, but we we'll, let's wait and see. And I haven't even gotten there yet. And they're going, Oh, we're going back to JJ and I'm like, But why? What why is not the new director doing it? And I don't even know the <laughs> new director's name, which is really bad, but the, but it's the, the guy that did Looper, right? It's the guy the
0: guy that did Brick, Looper, Brothers Bloom, and three episodes of Breaking Bad. It's Ryan Johnson. He's an incredible director. He is see,
2: but, but, see, that was where I was kind of on the fence. Is I liked Looper, but it wasn't anything, like, revolutionary to me. And I'm not discounting his work or anything, but it. I, I feel like I feel like um, you're going to go spend the night at this person's house. But, wait, no, you're going to go over to this person. But, no, you're going to go back to this person. It feels like parents that can't decide are directing where these movies are going now. So I'm a little bit on the fence, and it kind of has taken me out of, like, the excitement mode to it. But... With that being said, haven't seen eight yet, haven't seen nine yet. And they're probably going to be awesome. I love Star Wars, I love everything about it. It would take a lot for me to be disappointed with them. And, but they also have, like you were saying, with like Force Awakens was what I get all the names of the movies mixed That's
0: up. That's episode seven. Rogue
2: One, Rogue okay. One was its top two of my favorite of the entire every star Wars movie ever t- taken out. Mm-hmm. I loved well, it. So going into this one, they better blow me away. And then they're already planning the next one. So I, I don't know. I'm, I'm on the fence with it all until I see it, but I'm excited for them. Okay, all. So I don't know if it's take a second. fair answer
0: or right okay. direction of that. You know, let's take a second. The first original three Lucas only directed one of those. He directed the first right. one, Irvin Kirshner did the third one, and Richard Marquand did the, did, I'm sorry, Irvin Kirshner did Empire, Richard Marquand did Return of the Jedi. So the only th- three that Lucas directed all three of uh, are the prequels. And you see what happens when one man directs all three. Well, I th- I think it depends <laughs> on the man. Fair, though, I'm yeah, joking. You're, I'm you're talking joking.
2: about
1: Lucas and Lucas is a subpar director. Okay. He's a he's an awesome storyteller, but he's a subpar director.
0: Right. I and was, uh, I was joking. But let me let me finish my oh. my, my point here. Uh, uh, okay. Okay, so JJ took the Force Awakens and that's that was great. It was like you said it was it was uh, a new hope uh, redo, uh, new hope light. Um it was fun. It was entertaining. We all had a good time. Uh, and now it's time to move on to our new adventure with our new characters being the central figure points. Uh, now that we've been introduced to them, and it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, it's going to be more exciting. It's going to be fresh. It's going to be brand new territory. We have no idea what to expect. We really didn't know what to expect with, with The Force Awakens, really. But um, I, think, I think there's a lot more mystery behind The Last Jedi, other than the fact that we're going to get more Mark Hamill than we did in Force Awakens. With Ryan Johnson, who I've been a huge fan of since Brick. If you've never seen Brick, go see Brick. Uh, not only does is it a modern day noir uh, movie, but it also stars Joseph Gordon-Levitt, who is one of my absolute favorite actors, and the man can do no wrong. Um, yeah, he's great. Brick Brick he's is awesome. is uh, should have been mentioned in our cult classic episode because it is it's it's fascinatingly incredible. I love this movie. I didn't get to see it in theaters. I bought it on DVD, sight unseen, and uh, well worth buying it on DVD without seeing it. It's, it's so good, I can't, I can't talk about how good enough. Uh, you know, I can't talk enough about how good it is. It's just really great. Um, and he re- directed and wrote that Brothers Bloom. I thought took a step back. It wasn't very good, uh, but then Looper was very good. I thought it was enjoyable. Again, starring Joseph Gordon-Levitt and uh, Bruce Willis. But it created its own universe and everything like that. And then, you know, he did three episodes of Breaking Bad, which, you know, the, some call the greatest show ever made. Um, he directed three of the best
1: episodes, too.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I, I, Most cert- I f- certainly the best episode was, <laughs> was
1: was was in his hands.
0: Which one is that to you?
1: Ozymandias.
0: OK, yeah, he directed Fly, 51 and Ozymandias. Um But anyway, I think it's exciting to have him there. I thought another new person would have been fun with, you know, Colin. uh, How do you pronounce it? Trevorrow. Um, Tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow. But right, right, right. Uh, I I have no problem with them going back to JJ. However, I do feel like it is the safe choice. Like, it's okay. Uh, you know, we don't we know we spent all this time trying to find Ron, you know, a replacement that we got Ron Howard for the Han Solo movie. Uh, let's just throw JJ if he's not busy back in there and he can write it with Chris Terrio, who, by the way, uh, is responsible for part of at least Batman versus Superman. Let's just remember that. He's done some, he's done some <laughs> decent stuff though. I think, yeah, right? I he's Has- also, he's also done Heights, damages, Argo. Uh, he's yeah. Argo he's, that, that was, that was one. That was a big one. He did. He's that writing or he wrote justice league and he's been announced as the writer of justice league two.
2: Mm-hmm. And I'm on the fence. Uh, see, that's the thing. Is like there's all the speculations of people's work, but I mean, I think anybody can totally fall on their face, and anybody can completely rise up. Now there are directors and things like that that are pretty stable. That pretty much everything they do, you're like that was damn good. But let's just, let's just wait to see. I I am excited though to see Abrams back on it because I trust him. I will
1: so. I will say the first thought I had is uh, it really oh, sounds like the studio is steering these movies because sure, for sure. they because uh, the Han Solo film, you know, they, they had that they had. I mean, they were fired, even before they part, they were fired on the Han Solo Solo film. And even before and that, it,
0: they did the reshoots with Rogue One, which completely changed the ending. Yeah, they
1: did it they did a huge amount of reshoots with Rogue one so it sounds to me like the studios steering these films which is a little worrisome because that can it, in, in my eyes these movies are either going to be fine or outstanding right I don't think any of them are gonna be bad right but you you get that when you when you when you have a, a, a series of films that are directed by studio and not by the creators of the film you know the writers and the director well sometimes you 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 end up you know with all I mean that's the same with the DCEU those were Marvel. very studio heavy films
0: Marvel is studio directed I mean if you look at you know Ant-Man and what happened mm-hmm. there um but you know uh, it, it's good and bad so yeah like jenny yeah. says we'll have to wait and see so uh last And week, I don't disagree with you on that the MCU
1: yeah. is definitely very studio studio driven and that um, seems to work out well I, I, yeah yeah I think I think it can work out and sometimes it can't it depends on you know are you going for an overarching vision of an entire mm-hmm. franchise which MCU did and and uh, Justice or not Justice League DCEU is finally starting to do it sounds like that's what Star Wars is doing there yeah. we have ideas this is how we want everything to turn out and they're certainly not they're certainly not afraid to let people go if they're they're not following their vision
0: right on uh, last bit from this uh, episode nine's date has been moved, which I'm not surprised by. Uh, the sagas I think all Star Wars should come out around Christmas, in my opinion. Um, it was previously set for May twenty fourth, twenty nineteen. Now it'll be December twentieth, twenty nineteen, with the live action Aladdin taking the original May twenty fourth date.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm cool with that. I agree. It's it's Star Wars movies for some reason, just they, they fit it they fit it, uh, yeah. at Christmas time. Yeah. You know
2: what though? I I am really against the, I, I'm used to them at Christmas time now, but Star Wars, the original Star Wars always came out on Memorial Day weekend. They were always spring releases, New Hope, Return of the Jedi, Empire Strikes Back, all of them were May. I could be wrong. You can look that up, but they were Memorial Day. They were like the bringing, you're going into summer with Star Wars and they switched it to Christmas. I'm used to Christmas but i i don't know i i still kind of wish for may
1: yeah may may was the first one i don't know about the other ones but may the the very first one definitely came out in may i think you're right i think they i think all the the originals came out in may but i believe starting with the prequel trilogy they started coming out at around christmas right oh no no they didn't they came out in may as well it's really just been the force awakens
2: <laughs> and rogue one
1: and Rogue One, yeah. Well, I mean, the, the Force Awakens started it, right? It I, looks yeah. like all the other movies did come out in May. Yeah,
0: First but I and, I and I don't
1: know why. I agree with you though, Dave. Like for some reason, it it feels like it. It's nice to look forward to the end of the year because you got Star Wars coming. Yeah, I
0: don't know. I just and, like it. That and one. that that
1: release window now has become so popular.
0: Right. There's nothing out at Christmas, so yeah. It's like well, yeah, let's catch Star Wars. Nothing else is really coming out at the end of the year. So, Well,
2: and and I know a lot of people, too, like Star Wars is a family thing, you know? Like yeah. People have seen it with their brothers or their sisters and things like that, where it's kind of nice that it's on the holidays because people go home for the holidays, you know, most of the time, and you can go see it with your family, which mm-hmm. is kind of cool.
0: Yep. All right, real quick, let's move on to just some casting news because I know I'm excited for the show, and I'm surprised, but... Uh, Excited that uh, Jenny is also interested in the show. Uh, X-Men series, The Gifted, uh, that's going to be debuting on Fox, uh, has cast Garrett Dillahunt uh, to be on the show, which I like him a lot. He's been in a ton of stuff that I enjoyed, like um, Deadwood. He was Jack McCall on Deadwood. Actually, he was a couple different roles on Deadwood. He was two different roles. Uh, he was Jack McCall and Francis Walcott. Uh, he was on the 4,400 in uh, one of my favorite shows. Uh, people really haven't seen uh, or maybe it has a little cult following. Also Terminator, the Sarah Connor Chronicles. He was one of the the new Terminators uh, in the TV show. I enjoyed that show. He was also on Justified as Ty Walker at the end of the series. Uh, he's a very good actor, and I'm excited to see him on uh, The Gifted. And I'm excited to see that show.
2: Me too. I, I, we were talking about this a little bit. I don't really I I know the basis of like the X-Men and the mutants and stuff like that. And I saw the trailer and I was like, what is this? I'm in though. It looks good. I'm a little nervous that it's on Fox, but we'll see. I mean, they pulled off The X-Files and they pulled off Fringe, so it may be awesome. So and they pulled up. off
0: Legion. Yeah, Legion's a beautiful show.
2: Legion's on FX though, right? It's still Fox? No, I'm talking about just Fox. FX has blown things away, like Fox with Sons of Anarchy and all that. Well, they're I think they're FX they're owned
0: is, by
1: the same company. They are.
2: They are. Yeah, they're all but the same thing. They're two different entities. Fox is a little more family friendly, where right. FX is a little you. a little more risky. Where this this show looks as though it could go into that risky factor.
0: Oh, it's gonna it's touch. But it's still
2: set in the yeah. primetime Fox. I think...
0: Thing, so I think where this show is going to succeed is in when the original X-Men succeeded with just how polarizing it is to be different um, right. and how, you know, where, where our country is right now. I think the show is going to touch on a lot of stuff that people are actually kind of kind of well, dealing with currently. Um,
2: I, I agree. But I also think what's cool about it is the age they're setting the cast in, because when you take teenagers, teenagers are already divided and, you know, there's a stigma that goes with being a teenager that kind of works with this kind of storyline. So I think if they went with younger kids, it would be a different type of show. If they went with just adults, it would be a different kind of show. I like that the family has the two teenagers. And I think that that storyline could expand to quite a bit of different things just for the fact of the struggles of being a teenager.
1: Mm -hmm. Uh I'm uh I I don't have really anything to say on gifted because I don't really care about it. I'll I'll watch it when it comes out to 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 try it and see whether or not I like it. But uh, the casting of Garrett Dillahunt is is a good get because you're right. He is he is an awesome actor and everything he does he's great in whether it's comedy or action or. Uh, yeah, he did Brooklyn he Nine was, Nine. Uh, what's that? He was on Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yep, he was on Brooklyn Nine-Nine. He was on Raising Hope. He was hilarious oh, yeah, yeah. on Raising Hope. That's right. Yeah, he was like one of the main, um, main cast. He had, in my opinion, hands down the best scene in Looper, where he was that. Oh, that's right. Where he was that undercover guy coming to check on the farmhouse to see if that one dude was there, and he yeah. was so charming and nice. Um, he just he plays everything really well. So mm-hmm. he's, he's definitely a, a good get.
0: He's playing what looks like a villain. He's a mutant researcher named Roderick Campbell contracted by the sentinel services for a dubious mission.
1: Ooh. Well, I think
0: I I based on what I read it sounds like
1: we're not sure of what his motives are. Right, right. So, he could be presented as an antagonist, but who knows. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. think that's great. I he works he works as a as a charming character and he always has. Like th- those are in my opinion his best roles like I went back and I I was on a revenge movie Spree, where I was just watching all the movies about like revenge on people. Sure. Um, and uh, one of the movies I watched was The Last House on the Left, and he plays the main bad guy in that remake. And he is he is fantastically horrible in that role because he does awful, despicable things. But he's such a charmer when he wants to be.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And from what I read, that's what got him the role.
0: Okay, that's cool. Good to know. Good to know. All right. Real quick, uh, they have announced the two writers for Wonder Woman 2. Um, well, I guess there's three. <laughs> uh, so Patty Jenkins and Jeff Johns have been working on the Wonder Woman 2 script. And now Dave Callaham, who wrote The Expendables, uh, he also has a story credit on the most recent Godzilla film and the upcoming Wolfman reboot. Um he's going to be adding his ink to the script as well. So, three writers on Wonder Woman 2.
1: Three. Well, the first one had three writers.
0: Well, there you
1: go. And one of those writers was Zack Snyder. So, uh... so we we we've gained in having three writers and one of them not being Zack Snyder. Yeah, yeah.
2: Oh, well, yes, but Stop. <laughs> I'm not disagreeing. But oh, come
1: on. Uh, well, and, then, uh, I, and then also Jenkins was, uh, was officially confirmed to be returning to direct this last week. I have not week.
0: seen that. I haven't yep. seen that confirmed anywhere.
1: Yeah, it's official. Oh, She's there it coming is.
0: back. There it is. September 11th, Monday.
2: Yeah. Here's. Here, I think this goes back to what we were previously talking about with J.J. Abrams, though. I'm cool with that. But it's what they do with it. I, I'm always I work in an environment where you have to have multiple people put in their their two cents. And I think that three writers is actually probably a good thing because each one of them will bring a different twist to the table. The dynamic has to be, though, is who's the alpha of that group, and will they be able to keep it on track? What made Wonder Woman so awesome is that they hit, huge key points in social issues and did it sort of subconsciously in a weird way which made it amazing. It that movie is still one of the best of the year I think, but I'm 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 okay with it. I'm okay that they have three and I I think that the three that they have are so diverse that you could get something really cool out of that.
1: I the the only thing that makes me kind of question it a little bit since uh, I didn't even think about it until we started talking about it now is what role does this Dave guy serve because Patty Jenkins is is a wonderful writer and she's written almost all of her movies I think she's written uh, I want to I want to say she's written half of her movies I know she wrote monster um, did she write the episodes
0: of uh, the killing that she did
1: uh I don't I don't know okay that I don't know um, but I know, I know for sure that she wrote monster and that was a, that Apparently. was a really fantastic movie. And Jeff Johns is an excellent superhero story writer and right. he's the kind of guy who gets characters. So if he's going to write a superhero movie, he's going to write it for that character. He's not going to try Plus, to write like wonder woman as anyone else, but wonder woman. Right.
0: He brings but, the, he brings the history to the character that these two might not have.
1: Right he brings the history to it he he there, there's a, a, a some a sort of structure for superhero movies mm-hmm. that I think that he gets yeah. but he's also not a writer for movies and they're very different things which is why I thought it was great that Patty Jenkins was going to be they're with him, so when he goes off the rails, going and then the robots come in and go, pew, pew, <laughs> right. and they blow everything up. Patty can go, well, hold on, Jeff, because we need to slow down a little bit here. Yeah, um, I don't know what purpose this guy serves, but I do trust. Apparently, I, I mean, I trust Wonder Woman. I trust yeah. Patty Jenkins. I trust. Um, I trust Jeff Johns, and uh, I'm so excited according,
0: for, according, for this movie. According to the Hollywood Reporter, Jenkins and Callahan have a strong working relationship, and she's the one that brought him in. Oh, OK. Well, then. All
1: right. That's I'm good. in. I'm all for it. Yeah. I support it. It's a good thing. Sounds good.
0: Um, briefly, because I know I think uh, Johnny watches the show as well as I do, or at least he's going to. Um, uh, Lance Hunter is returning to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, Nick Blood. Yeah, I read back, that. Which I can only hope, but I doubt because she's got her own new show on Fox, which I have not watched the first episode yet. But hopefully we'll get some more uh, Mockingbird in Adrian Palicki. Yeah. Um,
1: That'd be nice to see both of them back. I like them both.
0: Yeah, because they were were ceremoniously, uh, you know, they said goodbye to them because they were going to get their own spinoff show and that did not end up happening. And so they Mm -hmm. were kind of cast aside and she's on Orville now. But hopefully they can, you know, wrangle her up for an episode or two.
1: I think think that she'll make an appearance. I think we'll get, if she's not one of the recurring characters, then I think we'll get a cameo or two of her in the next season. Yeah. but I and I don't know why you said you don't know if I watch it. No, no, I didn't know if but, uh,
0: Jenny watched it ever.
1: Oh, no, okay. No, yeah. me, yeah, yeah. No, I know you. I did. love yeah. I love Agents of Shield. I've I've enjoyed it since since uh, the end of season one, and I had some problems with it here and there. But, sure, sure. But uh, man, that that last season really knocked it out of the park.
0: Yeah, that was probably you know as far as network shows, that was probably my favorite network show last year. Uh, Agents of Shield was really good. Yeah, um, yeah it is. Alright, uh, the big news of today, actually. This came out today. It was tweeted out, Instagrammed out, whatever you want. Uh, the first look at the new Hellboy, David Harbour of Stranger Things. All dressed up as Hellboy and looking real good. If you have not seen it, I will just put it in the Skype chat window for you too. Uh, there it is. Yes. Um, I love this look. He looks incredible. Um, And there's a black and white one, too. That looks really good. If you haven't seen that one, I like that one, too. I think David. That one's got his coat. Yeah. David Harbour tweeted that one out. Um, Oh, it looks so good.
1: (laughs) Uh, Okay,
0: well, I've got some thoughts on this. Oh,
1: okay. On it and not negative thoughts, because I, I agree. It looks good. He looks really good. But I wasn't like, oh, my God, that looks amazing, because I already saw this same look for Ron Perlman. It's just the. It's just he's got a bit of a different face, and they let his hair down instead of him having the top knot. Aside from that, he looks. I mean, to, to me, he looks exactly like Ron Perlman's.
2: That's Hell what boy. I was going to say. It, I, does, it
1: doesn't look anything. It, it's not that it doesn't look good because it does, and it's not that it's not special because it is. It's just that we've already seen this before. They didn't put any new twist on it, which is
2: fine. But here's here's, and I think I've expressed this before. Like, I am not excited about a new Hellboy. Now, if if they were going on oh, a realm, no. and I don't actually know where they're even going with the storyline because I've kind of boycotted all this stuff because I'm so, it's really cheesy, but I'm so loyal to Guillermo del Toro's vision of Hellboy and I want that third movie that he has. And I want Ron Perlman. I know Ron Perlman's getting older. I would be cool with this if this was like a prequel of that same, or something, but I am, I'm not in on it. And when I saw this today, I was just like, it's just Ron Perlman, but it's not going to have Ron Perlman spunk. So I was kind of pissed about this, which is really childish. I know. And I, I know that, Somebody can argue me out the door on that, but just my personal feeling on it, I wasn't excited at all. I tend but to I'm all. also jaded about the entire thing because I, I want Guillermo del Toro's third one. And I, it, they're not that old that we need a whole new take on it. It's why I don't like the new Spider-Man movies. It's – I'm – Yeah. I'm grumpy. Here we go.
0: Uh, my uh, take on it: I didn't really care for either of the new hell of the old Hellboys. I enjoyed the first one because it was fancy and looked cool. Uh, I did not like the second one at all. Um, oh, dude, I, the
2: second one's my favorite.
0: Yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't like it at all. One. I, in fact, it bothered me quite a bit. Um, really? I think wow. This, I think this new one uh, with the involvement that Mike Mignola has on it is going to be real good. Um, I don't know. I just. I really am not. I wouldn't say excited because Hellboy was never my favorite, you know, character. Um, I've never been that thrilled by the series, to be honest. But uh, like I said, the first one was entertaining and enjoyable. Um, I like that story, and it got me kind of interested in. But this cast is what's got me excited. I love David Harbour from Stranger Things. That's really all I know him from. I've seen him in other things since then. But uh, Ian McShane. Playing Professor Trevor uh, Bruttenholm mm-hmm. is amazing. Mila Hovavitch is in it; uh, she's the bad guy. Sasha Lane, Pen- uh, Penelope Mitchell, but Daniel Day Kim from Lost, yeah, all right. <laughs> but no, those those top three build: uh, Harbour, McShane, and and Jovovich? Yeah, I'm in. Uh, but I understand. I understand. Yeah. I'm definitely
1: pumped for the movie. And and I, I, I guess I feel like I fall in the middle then because I, sure. I really enjoyed both the first and the second Guillermo del Toro, del Toro Hellboy movies. Mm. And I agree with you, Jenny. It would have been really nice to get to get guillermo's third hellboy movie and see what that was like but there are obviously some things going on in the background that we're not 100 percent privy to and there's a reason it's not happening and i don't think it's just because they're saying hey screw it we don't care about you anymore guillermo del toro well there's no, I've, obviously I've heard, a reason it's not happening i've heard
2: a lot and, and i don't know how true this is because obviously i'm not in the writer's room and stuff like that but the budget that's needed for it um the studio, I think it's legendary because Del Toro is really tied in. And again, I don't know if this is true or not, but I've just heard the budget that would need be needed for this storyline. And then with the age of the actors, because of the time that it's taken to produce it and such, they didn't think that all the pieces fell into things, so they couldn't get the studio backing.
0: It's a uh, Lionsgate um, and I don't know Millennium. if that's
2: true. That's just, you know, conversations on Reddit and stuff. So... <laughs>
0: Yeah, uh, but I, I've, I've heard those in same my things. mind,
2: which kind of makes kind of makes sense on why it didn't happen. But it still makes me sad. But I'm
0: it's we'll uh, see where being, it
2: goes. We'll, yeah. we'll see where it goes. The Studio. actors are great. Everybody knows I'm a huge Ian McShane fan. I mean, he's fabulous in everything he does, but I'm just not excited for it because I don't it's kind of where I go with Flash Gordon. We don't need another Flash Gordon. I think that Flash Gordon was done perfectly the first time. I don't need another one. So I want studios to come up with new creative things that I can jump on board with. But uh, the don't.
0: studio is Lionsgate and Millennium Film. Um, not, uh, what did you say? Uh, whatever. Legendary. The, legendary. Yeah,
2: yeah. So I would think it would be legendary if it was also. Gar- well,
1: the, okay. to, to bring the focus back on the picture, Dave, I, I, I like the picture. I think it looks good. I think it's just that we've already seen this Hellboy look before. So, I wasn't like, "Oh my god, that's fantastic." I thought, "Yeah, he looks just like he should." And that was it. So, I'm I'm still excited for it. It, it, it obviously there's no I don't have anything negative to say about it cuz it looks great.
0: All right. Just that we've seen we've seen it before. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry to bring up such something so boring, guys. Uh, no, it's exciting. No, no. It's so, exciting. I so so wanna know what
2: I liked about that whole conversation is you sound totally stoked on it. The way that you went into that story was the same way of me talking to Justin when Shape of the Water trailer came out. Like it's like, Oh my gosh, it's so cool looking. Oh my gosh, did you see this? That
1: movie yeah. looks awesome.
2: That movie looks amazing. But um, but i like your energy about it and i and i love any time somebody makes something that somebody has that much energy and excitement behind because we've a lot of the things we've seen before and i i feel that there's that people don't get as hyped up as they used to about movies in some regards so i say thumbs up on that regard that's just yeah. the
0: society we live in where we got to rip everything apart and it's just it's sad uh Real, real quickly. Um, I just want to touch on because I'm excited for this. Anything X-Men, I'm kind of excited for. So the New Mutants movie is set to wrap production this week. Oh, good. Um, so they're about done with uh, the cast of Anna Taylor Joy from Split and The Witch. God, I love Split. Such a good movie. Um, she's playing Magic, who is one of my favorite X-Men characters. that doesn't get enough real, you know, play. Um, and that's the sister of Colossus. If you did not know, um, Maze is it Maze? Mize, Mize? Williams from Game of Thrones. I think it's Maisie. Maisie. I think it's Maisie. Is playing Wolfsbane. So that'll be interesting to see her in that role. Uh, Charlie Heaton from Stranger Things is Cannonball. And newcomer Blue Hunt, who I guess is on that CW show, The Originals, is playing uh, Danielle Moonstar. And then Henry Zaga from 13 Reasons Why will play Sunspot, which is cool. I like Sunspot. Um, Alice Braga from I Am Legend and Queen of the South uh, is in talks for the role of Dr. Cecilia Reyes, who's uh, an X-Men character, and then they're also going to do a CGI character called Warlock, who's this shape-shifting alien-type creature. Uh, It's pretty great. And then, Despite early rumors, James McAvoy is not going to make an appearance as Xavier, so they're probably going to save that uh, for later. Um, But it is set in the X-Men universe, which is good news to people who enjoy the X-Men universe. That's,
1: this kind of feels like uh, what Rogue One is to the Star Wars sure, series. Sure. Like this is going to be a kind of cool one off story and maybe it'll turn into more sequels. Own, but as of right. right now, it's just kind of look at this section of the X-Men universe you haven't right, seen yet.
0: Right, right, right. These these kids who are slightly related to our X-Men. Yeah.
1: Mm hmm. Yeah.
0: Right. on. Right. I get that. Yeah. I And I can I can get into that if it's a one off or it gets its own like franchise I, outside of the bigger scope. Um. I'm OK with that. And that's being written, I think, written and di- or directed by uh, Josh Boone, who did The Fault in Our Stars. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I oh, and Josh. it's it's being described as Stephen King meets John Hughes style horror movie. Ooh, that's okay. interesting. That is interesting. All cool right. with that. Yeah, I could I could get into that, especially with a character like Magic. Um, so, yeah. And well,
1: well, yeah, the, the New Mutants has always been a, a sort of. Grittier, well, I,
0: not, not grittier. Yeah, but, it's been uh,
1: grittier. I, I, mean, I was gonna say it's like darker, but, yeah. but X Men tends to get pretty dark sometimes right, too. Right. This is just pretty consistently. I mean, I guess you could see it almost as like the Justice League Dark sure. section of the X Men. So if you want something more, I guess literal to compare it to with with regards to the it being more magic and uh, and fantasy based than you know mm-hmm. than than just superpowers going against superpowers.
0: Uh, oh, back to Hellboy for just a second. Daniel Day Kim uh, is on is in the cast because Ed Skrein, Skrine from Deadpool, uh, yeah. he took the role. He turned the role down because it was meant for an Asian ca- uh, actor or Asian character, and he, so he turned it down so that it could be properly cast. Yeah, good for him. Yeah, good yeah. for him. I, right. I saw
2: that on Twitter, and I was like, "That's some great freaking choices right there."
0: Yeah, we five. Start doing that. Yeah, I think you're going to see that happen more often. Um, but yeah, it was a Japanese-American. And you, Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, take that. Yeah. Take that. You're not a real AI. Yeah, remember her? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're remember, not a real robot person. Remember her? Save those for the robot. You're not actually Siri. <laughs> um, Stop killing
1: jobs from Siri, Scarlett Johansson.
0: <laughs> How dare you? How dare you? Uh, oh, they're going to make a female-led American... Uh, Greatest American Hero reboot on ABC. Mm, okay. Yeah, alright. So that's happening. <laughs> There's um, that. And just because I want to bring it up, because I know he's excited for it, Thor Ragnarok is coming soon.
2: Yes! <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: I'm so pumped for that, this that movie. That
2: trailer looks pretty awesome.
0: Uh, oh, the hype is real for Thor I, Ragnarok. I, well, that, Jenny, Jenny, I, I think, think you're going to love this movie. I don't know why, but I think you're going to love this movie.
2: Oh, probably. I, I, the trailer was one of the best trailers through Comic-Con, I think. I was just like,
0: dude. I think it's because of maybe Taika Waititi. I don't know why I think that he's going to connect with you for some reason. I think his movie is just going to – I don't know why. Well, maybe.
1: Jenny, you've seen um, – What's the one with the vampires? Is it like we live in the
0: shadows? Uh, what, oh my gosh. What happens yeah. in the shadows or something like that? Yeah. What shadow- we do in the shadows. That- yeah. The shadows. Yeah. And, and, and not just that, Flight of the Concords. I mean, that guy's amazing.
2: Well, Flight of the Concords, hands down, is like, you guys have heard the Jenny song, right? Of course. Come on. The best. <laughs> course.
0: The uh, best. Have I heard it? Hang on. <laughs> Let me go to my iTunes and find my Flight of the Concord CD. Uh, oh, Jenny's not on there. <laughs>
2: Oh. Oh, oh, I I've got all my so stuff. I've
0: but got I, Jenny. Don't worry. I, I can play oh, some. It's uh, so
2: good some I, business I time. Still... <laughs> <sighs> yeah, girl. Tonight we're gonna make love. You know how I know? <laughs> because it's Wednesday.
0: It's Wednesday. And
2: Wednesday. Wednesday night is the night that we usually make love. Monday night is my night to cook. <laughs> yeah, Tuesday night we go and visit your mother, but Wednesday we make. I'll let that play
1: in the background. <laughs> oh,
2: that's so good.
1: Uh, I and I, I I think you're absolutely right, Dave. I think Taika Watiti will, as far as the Marvel movies go. I think this is the best movie for Jenny because i I know that you're a, a Taika Watiti fan, and I think his style suits you, Jenny. Like you're the kind of person who who I think uh, Taika Waititi writes movies for.
2: Well, it's kind of like what we were talking about earlier And this. I'm not saying this as like a bad thing, but it's stupid humor, but it's so dry. It's like almost like Benny Hill, like British dry, but not that far. Like it's that perfect balance of just Stupid. Amazing. I love it. Mar-
1: Marvel usually strikes a pretty good balance with their action and comedy and sometimes one way is a little heavier than the other when in the you know, with the end result. But I think with with a really good balance, those have been their most successful films like I mean, Civil War was a, a yeah. perfect balance of action and serious with comedy. So I think Thor Ragnarok, even though the, the first trailer, some people didn't like how funny it was and they thought Thor should be a little more serious. I think this is the the boost that it needs. You I think know what I think? I, I can see the juice in
0: it. Yeah,
2: I, I I agree with you. Like the first trailer didn't really grab me as much. And it, all, it kind of annoyed me for the fact that so Guardians of the Galaxy. I have this thing about when I watch things, it has a color to it, you know, like like. Duke is all blacks with that little bit of red here and there. And like there's, there's tones that people put and directors have when they do movies that have a, a color tone. Sure. And I felt the first trailer was Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm like, Ragnarok's Guardians of the Galaxy. They're using the same color. They're using that same feel. It's got that kind of neon 80s feel to it and all that. They still have that. In the newer trailers, except well, it's fresh. Right. It does. I, I can't. The first one I saw, I totally related it to, and now I can't. There's not a relation that I. If I really dive hard, I can see it, but it it feels fresh. So I, the first trailer felt played out, but think, oh yeah, it I looks. I feel like, I, think, I feel
1: like it looks like a Mighty Thor trailer or a Mighty Thor
0: comic book from sure. back in the day. I think Johnny could back me up on this. They're definitely setting up a different tone for their movies that are set in space than on earth as far Absolutely. as as far as visually um, oh yeah
1: yeah because you can play with that stuff more yeah it as as fantastic as it, 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 sorry not fantastic because the uh, i'm not saying the quality is fantastic i'm saying as fantastical as the avengers and and ant-man and iron man and all that stuff can get with the cool technology and some magic and stuff like that mm-hmm. yeah, is. space is out there. It's crazy and weird, and there's a lot of goofy-looking aliens and weird alien languages and weird concepts and and bright colors on some planets. So they're really getting to play with that a lot, and I think that's... I think it's... a, I just think it's... Pro- I'm so excited for the Ragnarok. I'm so I'm pumped. Just, Did you I guys mean- see that, that new TV spot where he's <laughs> like, uh, I'm putting together a team, and she's like, do you have a name for your team? And he says, yeah, the Revengers. And she, she says... She says the Revengers and he goes, well, well, we don't I guess we don't need to have a name. Who Who is <laughs> saying that Thor? Thor says that. Yeah,
0: so, oh, that's in the movie. <laughs> yeah, yes! yeah, yeah. They showed
1: a TV spot for it. And oh, it was in there. that's he fantastic. Says, I'm putting together
0: a team. Jenny, and you- <laughs> and Jenny. Mark Ruffalo's looking at him like, oh, that's a dumb name. <laughs> Jenny, have you seen the like the outtakes of. Uh, from, I think, Civil War, uh, or maybe it was uh, yeah. Doctor Strange. Yeah, the
2: outtakes are fun.
0: Thor, Thor on vacation or whatever. Oh, yeah. With his roommate. Uh, and that, he's,
2: like, eating cereal and such.
0: Yeah, right, right, right. We're, mm-hmm. we're getting yeah, a maid!
1: <laughs> Chris Hemsworth is a very funny man. Oh,
0: he's hilarious. Yeah, He's
1: got everything. Dude, I mean, him, him and Cabin
2: in the Woods. Uh, oh, he's yeah. He's my favorite love character love Cabin in Cabin in the, in the,
0: the woods. woods. Where he's, like, a genius jock, and then he just becomes boiled down to the basis stoner jock dude yeah he, starts he, he, he's stuff. Yeah. Yeah. so
2: stereotyped but then just awesome like that whole motorcycle i i'm I, thumbs up
1: yeah. i let in the beginning of the movie when he walks in on his girlfriend and she's holding like psychology books and he grabs
0: the book who taught you, like, you about what are these i learned from watching you
1: commercials yeah. <laughs> i learned from watching you
0: <laughs> oh, such a
1: good movie, oh, that movie is amazing.
0: Uh, uh,
2: but uh, back to Thor Ragnarok, though, want to know the part of the trailers and stuff that I'm just like, whoa, Kate freaking Blanchett. She, uh, looks, she looks incredible. Amazing.
0: Uh, incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh,
2: so I, cool.
0: I really not that she needs it, but I hope she gets a lot more work because of this, because uh, I, I love her. She looks incredible. I, I can't you wait. You want to
2: know what's funny, though? Is like when I first saw it, I didn't even relate that it was her. Right? Like, right. It, I didn't recognize her until somebody Chameleon. like, Kate Blanchett looks great. And I Chameleon. was like, Kate Holy. Yeah. Look at this so cat. Cool. Just,
0: just on paper. Hemsworth, Hiddleston, Cate Blanchett, Idris Elba. Don't forget, Idris Elba's in this movie. He's my, he's my boyfriend. Jeff Goldblum. Yep. Yeah. Mark Ruffalo, Anthony Hopkins, however brief he's going to be in it. Uh, and Carl Urban.
1: And Tessa Thompson. <laughs> oh yeah. Tessa
0: her. Thompson, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Tessa Thompson. She's actually. She's a big part of that movie. Yeah. Yeah, she's Valkyrie. Right. Valkyrie. Uh and plus we'll get a little bit of a little bit of Benedict Cumberbatch, I'm sure.
1: Yeah, we'll yeah, we'll get a little scene with him, which is cool. And that, that used oh, yeah, to be one of the things I was really excited for. And now like I'm I'm I k i am excited to see that. It'll be fun to see Thor talking to Talking to Doctor Strange for a little bit, but the rest of the, the the rest of the trailers have have impressed me so much that it was already my most anticipated movie. I knew when they announced Taika Waititi and it's a and it's a little bit of Planet Hulk and a little bit of Ragnarok mm-hmm. and and Jeff Gold. Like once all this stuff started coming together, I knew this was going to be a good movie. So, God, I hope it's a good movie because <laughs> if it's a letdown, I'm gonna be fucking pissed.
0: Uh, not to mention Sam Neil in an undisclosed role. Sam, Sam Neill said what? Yeah. No. Yes, sir. Uh, huh. So cool. Huh. There you go.
2: That is uh, interesting. Well, talking of this, so like you are like my most anticipated movie. We are going into the part where the, all the good movies. I mean, it just came out. Blade Runner's about to come out. We've got Star Wars. We've got Ragnarok.
0: Justice League. There
2: are so many good Justice yeah. League.
0: There's so <laughs>
2: many good movies coming out that.
0: Yeah, we did part of uh, a. I mean, Johnny did a, a geek out with that topic in mind. Yeah, there's so much to look forward to for just these well, last and, three months.
2: And even the fall launch of like TV shows. I mean, we haven't even talked that Mr. Robot's coming back for season three. I mean, that show is awesome.
0: That's One of those
1: um, shows I haven't watched. Starting,
2: yet. You know, like we just talked about the gifted. We are. It's going to be a good wrap up this year. There are some good stuff on the horizon.
0: And to end the episode, I don't know, Johnny, did you see it yet?
1: I did see it. You did? Perfect. Yeah, I went, out, I went out and saw it last night.
0: Okay, great, because I know they've talked about it. I didn't listen to it yet, but I saw the title, and I know how big of a uh, uh, Stephen King nerdy is, but I know they talked about it on Two Broke Geeks. Um, I don't know. You guys did your interview with Brett Booth, so I don't know. You didn't get any into any of the movie stuff yet? or
1: uh, No, we, we planned. Uh, Randy and I both hadn't seen it by the time we did that okay. recording, so...
0: All right. And I'll on our you- next
1: episode, we'll talk a little, it's not going to be all about it, sure. but we'll definitely talk about it a little bit. So but yeah, I was, Yeah, I saw
0: it. I was, I couldn't wait. Uh, I got to see it on Sunday to a packed theater. Um, I was, we were stuck. We, we showed up late. And so I was stuck with, uh, like front row seats, but it was, you know, a big screen, ultra screen or whatever that they have. Uh, but mm-hmm. they were reclining seats. So it didn't matter. You just lean back and you were, it didn't matter what seat you had. It was still perfect. Um, it has been a long time, and I can't even remember the last time I went to a horror movie in a theater where people screamed for in fright. Like, they legitimately screamed. <laughs> it was scary as shit sometimes. Uh, yeah, man. It was creepy. It was scary. Like, people ask me about it, and I'm like, you like horror movies? They're like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, but you have kids, right? They're like, yeah. I'm like, there, there's kids getting hurt. Are you going to be okay with that? Oh uh, my god, I can't believe what they showed. Uh, this, that was fantastic. the the opening scene. Dude, the opening big scene.
2: Thumbs up to with Bill Skarsgård, man. That guy, that whole sewer scene, like he's so innocent and like the nice clown oh, that, and then he's not the nice clown. That kid <laughs> broke my
0: heart.
1: That kid broke my heart. I oh. know. That was devastating. Oh, I they, just... that movie nailed it. Oh, I can't I I can't say how happy I am for Matt because I know Matt was like crossing his fingers that this was was going to be good, especially after the disappointment of the Dark Tower.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, He was so worried and I know he has problems with it. Again, I haven't listened to their episode, uh, you know, because it's not as faithful to the book, but it is still very faithful to the book. Um, it's, but it's, it's got to it be the essence of what
1: the book is. Yes. And, and having anything to was split changed it changed, changed for a reason, not right. just, Hey,
0: let's change it for the hell of it. No, it's because they had to break it into two movies. And so they had to kind of make it different and it works. I think it works so well. That movie works so well. That's um, such a good movie. One of the, one of the best movies of the year, honestly, for
1: me, I agree. It, it, okay. it surprised me so much.
2: On a side subject here that is, we just had this whole conversation. We haven't finished the year yet, but if you can do your top 3 in order like best, second best, third best movies you've seen so far in 2017, do you know what your top 3 would be?
1: Uh yeah, I think so. I think I got it. I got to I got to think for 1 second, but Dave, do you have yours? Uh I need another second. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> you know, no like, yes like, yes i do yes it's i do hard no i have mine like, i have mine
0: pick what? the best is hard i think because what? there have been I, I could list all the movies. Have I, yeah, I, I have my best yeah i
2: have my best
0: i have my top it's three the, and they they change be, they can be interchangeable would, between the, the, well, the, that's rankings. the
2: that's the hardest part is i have i have i think i have my top three i have my number one i know what my favorite movie is so far which is surprising because it it's not everybody's thing. But but then my two and three bounce back and forth. But then I have this fourth one that I kind of bump one out of the three and put it in. And I it's hard because there's been some great movies this year. But I want, OK, you guys have to tell me. Tell me yours.
1: Well, I could tell you number one for me is Logan. Nice. Uh, that's, that's my number one. Um, I know I said it's one of the best movies of the year for me. I was thinking more of like a top ten. So unfortunately, it's not in my top three. Um, but yeah, Log- Logan's number one. Uh, I would, uh, I would probably put Wonder Woman at number three. And, uh, I know there's another movie cause I was just talking to someone else about this, but I have to go through the list again to remember what it was. So mm-hmm. Dave, yeah, I, those are, those
0: are two of mine. What are yours, Dave? I was going to say, isn't War for Planet of the Apes on yours? War for Planet of the Apes. That's what it is. Okay. Yep.
2: That's a good you. choice. That's good.
1: Thank you. Yeah, Logan War for the Planet of the Apes and uh, and Wonder Woman. So far, I anticipate <clears throat> Thor Ragnarok is going to bump one of those off. Mm. And I, it, what I'll probably do is rewatch some of those. Sure. Just to just to get a refeeling for it, because Wonder Woman had. I know Wonder Woman had some serious problems, and when I say it's, it, when I say it's one of the best, I'm t- I'm saying favorite, yeah, right, for yeah. me, because yeah, it's yeah. not. It's not a top three best movies of the year. It's one of my top three
0: favorites. I guess that's where I'm going
2: with it. Your favorite, your Um, your your personal best.
0: I mean, I've got, you know, some of my that I haven't seen yet that I know are going to be good, that I know I'm going to love and I think might get into my top three are like The Big Sick. I haven't watched that yet. And I feel like that's going to be in my top three.
1: Yeah, Um, it's on my list.
0: uh, I feel like I'm going to love that movie and Baby Driver. Uh, I haven't seen that yet, and I feel like that, Baby
2: Driver is my number one. Yeah, that is my I, favorite I, movie so far of the year, hands down. Nobody Baby Driver's
0: plays. in my top ten. That movie is like, amazing. I feel like I'm going to love that movie. I think I'm going to watch it uh, this weekend. Um, surprisingly, in my top ten, Baywatch. Uh, that movie is a lot of fun because they know how dumb it is, and they they go with it. Uh, think of like 21 Jump Street, uh, but a little more hokey. Um, I there. tried.
1: I tried to go into it with a 21 Jump Street mentality. Still, no. Um, That didn't didn't do anything for me.
0: That's fair. It's not for everybody. Um, Power Rangers is in my top ten. I really enjoyed that. Um,
1: Yeah, that was fun.
0: But my top three is in no particular order because it, it could change on any day is Guardians 2, Wonder Woman, and It. Oh, no, so it made it in your top three. That's pretty good. Uh, oh, I was you. You'd have no idea, man. I loved uh, I loved the old TV miniseries so much that it, that's what got me to read the book. because um, that, that came out in 1990. I was nine years old. Uh, yeah. So I watched that and then I read the book maybe two years later. Uh, loved the book so much that I wanted I wanted a new version badly because I wanted it to be done better and you know with you know. The Way things are done these days, and plus, it was a TV movie, so uh, no disrespect to them, and that was a great cast, too. By the way, uh, the, the miniseries, um, but they could do so much more now. And this, I was so excited for it, I got to see it with a good friend of mine, and uh, it just capped off a great day, so that kind of pl- played into it. You know, it was a good weekend, Brewers swept the Cubs, <laughs> Badgers won, Packers won, got to see it, uh, but the movie itself, just so good. There's so it was just so fun and and
1: I feel like it had so much going against it. It's a yeah. Stephen King film, which statistically don't do very well because they're hard to adapt. Yeah, um, it's a story about a bunch of kids, kids yep. and doing child actor films mm-hmm. are can be tough because there's not a, a a buffet of child actors who are
0: good and they all you wanna, destroy. You want to know all what, of them. you
2: want to know? What's great about it too is the kids in the movie are the exact age of me at that time. So the year and their age is me. And I loved it because they actually nailed it. I mean, the new kids on the block jokes were cracking that's funny. me up <laughs> That's so what, That's hard. funny because I, I was the age the of Georgie. And, like, and the girls' attitude, you know, and everything. I'm like, it was like watching me and my friends at that time. And it had that whole, I've said it before, but it had a Goonies feel for me like it It was if you you put goonies and just you know it i i it was so good it that's though that's one of those like my top three i'm teetering between do i like it more than wonder woman or do i like it more than wonder woman to put it in the number three spot like i loved it and i would watch it over and over again and it's definitely top five greatest movies i'll Um,
1: probably go see it in the theaters again uh yeah i plan Uh. to I plan to. And, and normally I only do that with like the big action movies. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Horror movies I see once in the theater and then I see it when it comes out on Blu-ray. But yeah, right. But this I'll definitely go into theater. Plenty of rewatch value. See. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. Oh, my God. It, Bill Skarsgård killed it. And so slight like spoiler here, wisely omitted the absolute worst part of the book, which is the and, spider. No, 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 no. Because that's at the end right that um, could still happen <laughs> oh
2: that's right that's, that's right. What happened. and
1: i'm very nervous about that because i'm slightly arachnophobic so i'm I, I that's i went and saw it by myself i will see the second one with someone else so that i can close my eyes and they can tell me when to open <laughs> wanna, them when the spider's gone you yeah, know yeah. Scary. Really, but you know but what far
2: really
1: as far as 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 far as like um oh shit what was what, what was like oh oh the worst the the worst thing in the book the thing that they omitted in the book after they defeat it when they're children and they're all scared and they don't know how to escape the sewers, Bev like bangs all the kids she to make them, them feel better. She gives them hand jobs. She gives them hand. Jo- well, it, I, I think it's implied. I think right, it's, right, right. Yeah, it's it, it, it's, it depends. On, it depends on how you interpret it. Some yeah, people say yeah. that she banged them. Some people say that she just gave them hand jobs. Some people say that she blowed them. I mean, I don't know what it was. Either way, there was she did sexual things with these kids. He's, what, thirteen and fourteen years old, right mm-hmm. in the in the movie, yeah, um, and uh, or in the book, and that and that was I remember when I read that as a kid, I, it didn't it didn't cross my mind, and then I read it as an adult, and I was like, that's fucked up, that's a disgusting thing to write. Why would you do that, Stephen King? So I'm so glad they took that out of the movie because I after they defeated it, I was cringing more than I was cringing in any other scene, waiting to see if they did that or not, and I'm so glad they didn't.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I I agree. Well, and I think I think a lot of books do that like they add aggressive sexual things into it just to layer yeah. the characters more, but in cinema I, think I don't well think fun. it's actually needed. I mean, they kind of hinted at things throughout the story in that direction, but actually crossing the line, I'm glad they didn't either. Yeah. But you want to what you were saying, though, like, here's the really weird thing. And I, and I don't know if it just makes me seem like a psychopath, but it didn't scare me. I, I, I was I was wanting it to be super scarier. And don't don't get me wrong. It is creepy. And there are parts when like without spoilers, but like kind of spoilers. Georgie in the sewer scene was not did not see that coming and was like, mm. oh, and the oh. projector the The projector scenes. God damn! <laughs> oh, that was so, amazing. you are like, oh, so you know, super, super damn creepy. But I it wasn't the scariest movie I ever seen, and I kind of felt it was on like the light side of horror. But they did such a great job with the story and the acting and just the tone of the entire movie that it just had that overwhelming creepy feeling from beginning to end. That.
1: It was a very I didn't,
2: take, film. I didn't take any particular scene of like, the, like I just saw Train of Basan to Basan, and there are like, scenes in that movie where I lifted my feet off the ground because I didn't want anything under really? the table to come get me. Like that movie gave me the EBGBs. This one didn't give me the EBGBs, but I still loved it. So I I feel I'm the oddball in the group of saying that because everyone else I talked to they were like, it's terrifying. I didn't find the movie terrifying, but I absolutely loved it, and I think it's I one think, of the I best th- horror movies that have come out in recent years. I
0: think the second one might scare you more than the first one.
2: Oh but, yeah, 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 definitely.
0: The second part, second chapter. I don't know, and and I say uh, the only reason I
1: think that maybe not is because there's something about watching children, an right. adult. Being terrified, as opposed to watching a child. Part of the reason why I was so tense and so scared for these kids was because they were kids, right? And and they feel they they feel kids just kind of naturally feel like they need our protection because they're children. Mm-hmm. Um, and so and then also I have a daughter, so I'm thinking like right. my daughter would be terrified out of her mind. Like I have to jump in there and kill this clown to stop him from terrifying these poor children. Uh-huh. Uh, I wanted you know to say, what's
2: I wanted crazy to say though? Richie so I'm bad. I'm the opposite. I am, it's so interesting having this conversation with you guys right now because I am such the opposite. Kids in horror movies I think are the stronger characters and I don't worry about them. But grown-ups in horror movies, I am I completely fear for their lives because I think kids are so resilient and they're they're more mystical in their thought that if there is a monster, if they're strong kids, they're going to stand up and like, I can overcome this monster because you're trained as a kid that monsters aren't real and you can defeat the monsters. But adults, they have seen so much ugliness in their life that when they see something as a monster, they cave. I, I don't think, I don't think adults are as strong as kids. So I, maybe that's why I didn't find it as scary as other, because I already knew the kids could kick their ass, you know, like, But if it was adults in that situation going up against Pennywise, oh, yeah, they're they're the freaking kid in a Friday the 13th movie that walks into the woods, you know. Um,
0: Okay, (laughs) let's uh, we got to wrap up. I want to say one thing, though, that is funny. You say you're their age when this movie takes place. Eighty eight, eighty nine. I was Georgie's age. So I I was seven in eighty eight. So I was eighty eight, eighty nine. I was two, two or three. There you go. Um, and I'm a sucker for a good brother, brotherly storyline. So that first couple scenes I remember from the book very well had me yeah. almost almost in tears. Uh, cause oh dude, Georgie anything Bill, with
2: Georgie though in that movie, Georgie oh, that, he'll kid, float
0: too. Oh, that, that kid, oh that kid is
2: great. Oh God. Oh. He's, he's so lovable. Like
0: he's when he's so running lovable. down the street to catch his boat that his brother made. Oh, like he's he's you know he's worried and scared and sad. So Oh, That's I, it, what
2: sold me though with the trailers was just him standing in the yeah. basement going, You'll float too. You'll float too. And I'm like, You'll float too. You'll like, float too. And I'm like, don't make the cute, nice, innocent kid creepy. Right. Don't yeah. do that to me. Uh, one
1: one last thing I want to say, and, and we touched on it very slightly, and I'll make it brief, is that uh, I did not have high hopes for Bill Skarsgård because I didn't like the promotional material they released beforehand, and I wasn't really familiar with him. So I was kind of nervous that the, that the central the 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 central horror figure that we were going to see in this movie was not going to be sufficient enough, Sure. but he nailed it. He was so perfect. So he was good. amazing as mm-hmm. the but creature ag- as it. Yep. All Again,
0: right.
2: Again, you guys know that I know that the scars guards are going to take over because they're all spectacular. They're all amazing.
0: <laughs> okay. Uh, I-, I I thought the kids were great. Um, I'm glad Finn Wolfhard got to. Got to just break out as a different kind of character than he is on Stranger Things because it's so very, very, very dangerous to kind of put yourself in that role where it's similar, uh, very similar to the kids in Stranger Th- Stranger Things, you know. Um, but he was a very different character, and he was he's he's a fun character in it. He's Trash Mouth Tozer, uh, or just Richie. I, love Trash Mouth. Uh, <laughs> I don't think they did. They ever call him Trash Mouth? I don't remember them calling him
1: trash mouth. So.
0: Hilarious! That kid made me laugh so much.
1: <laughs> he every every single one of his jokes landed. Yeah. Every single one. Yeah.
2: And even when they didn't land, they were still funny because they didn't land. Him you and know, Eddie.
0: Like- him and Eddie were my favorite of the kids, uh, aside from the little pudgy boy. Um, but ben. Eddie, ben, right? Eddie, the yeah, yeah, Eddie the hypochondriac. Oh, it was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I like Eddie. Alright, so yeah, there you go. There's our review of It. Uh, I really wanted to talk about that, and I'm glad I didn't know Johnny had watched it, so I'm glad he saw it, and we got to talk about it. Um, And It it is not just a horror movie about a dangerous, uh, devilish alien's... We don't know what it is, actually. Uh, It's just It. Uh, You don't know what it is. Uh, It's a creature. That's all you know. Um, But it's also about the horrors of humanity. Uh, Very personal demons in in this, so... Oh, yeah. Uh, there's a lot. There's a lot of depth in this movie. I did not, you know, wasn't looking at my watch ever. Um, I could talk about this movie all night. All right, we're gonna move on. Uh, that's our show this week. Uh, Johnny, you're also the host of Just Two Pals, and you had a great episode this past week. I haven't gotten listened to it yet, but I'm very excited. Tell us all oh. about it.
1: Uh, sure. Well, yeah. I'm, I uh, I host Just Two Pals with my buddy Randy, and we were very fortunate because we got in touch with a uh, Mr. Brett Booth, who is a comic book artist. Uh, for DC Comics, and he's uh, one of the reasons why we were so excited to talk to him is because he's a huge fan of The pl- of the Flash, uh, specifically Wally West, who's my favorite one. So we were, we were uh, able to get him on the phone for about an hour, and we just chatted with him about kind of the, you know, making comic books a little bit. He got to tell some really great anecdotes, and we gushed about Wally West for almost the entire hour. Like 45 minutes of, a, of it is all three of us just talking about how much we love Wally West. So, it was really fun and uh, we uh, it was it was really cool cuz uh, actually just before I got on to talk to you guys I checked Twitter and somebody had tweeted out and said make a part 2 and I was like, yeah, there we go.
0: I'd love to do a part 2 with him. So, was it a new a new listener or was it uh, one of your one of your fellow new listener? Uh-huh. New, new listener. Uh-huh.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Um so yeah, that was awesome. It was a, a really amazing experience and Randy and I don't foresee ourselves doing interviews regularly. Um, and we've always said if we ever do interviews, they're only going to be with the people who we really love. And I always use this example, but I have no desire to talk to Kevin Smith. So it's not like we're going to we're going to go grab Kevin Smith because that'd be a good boost in ratings. You know what I mean? We just we only want to talk to the people that we like. And Brett Booth is one of those guys who Randy and I just have a lot of respect for and we really enjoy his work. So it was super fantastic to have him on. If you do want to check that out, it came out this last Monday. And uh, it's on the website, com slash Just Two Pals. And if you want to follow us, you can check us out on... Uh, the podcast is on iTunes, Google Play, Satchel Player, and I'm on... Uh, oh, oh, it's also on Twitter, at Just Two
0: Pals, and I'm on Twitter, at Johnny Wallens. There you go. Jenny, if people want to talk to you about all kinds of things, and ask you why you weren't afraid of uh, Pennywise the Dancing Clown, you're on Twitter?
2: I am. I'm on Twitter, at Robbie Art, and I'll probably be... Uh, yep and about i've got three books going right now so um yeah would love to talk to it we just finished on the book club um sith um so Scythe. not Scythe. sith Scythe. Scythe, sith i've got star wars on the mind uh Scythe, <laughs> which was awesome it's a young adult book um we'll be doing a podcast soon on that which was really cool um We're starting up. I'm going to announce the new one here within the next day or two. So join in that conversation. And I've got two others I'm doing. So um, I'm on Goodreads. And you can hit me up on Instagram or on Twitter at Robbie Art.
0: There you go. Uh, Stay tuned to our YouTube channel as our Wizard World Chicago coverage should be up any day now. The celebrity interviews that we did will be up uh, probably within... Before the weekend, um, I just got to get down to sitting down and editing the con footage on uh, some of the random vendor interviews that Johnny did for us. Uh, but the celebrity interviews that we did, the celebrity guest interviews that we did should be up, including uh, Nicholas Brendan um, and Lauren Lester, uh, the voice of Nightwing or Robin from the Batman animated series and um, the most recent Batman and Harley Quinn movie. Uh, those turned out very well. So you'll see those on our YouTube page, youtube.com slash So subscribe now. Um, also, we'll have some footage from uh, various cons that Jenny has attended. Uh, I think there's one more video to go up, right?
2: Yep. Yep. Okay. I think so.
0: Okay. There you go. And then uh, at the end of the month, um, it, mine hasn't been confirmed yet, but I'm expecting it any day now. Uh, we will be at Wizard World Madison. Uh, so we'll have all kinds of cool stuff for you uh, from that convention. Doing it all professional, like we got hotel room. That's right. Ooh. Johnny's sleeping on the floor. That's not accurate. <laughs> it is not. I'm just kidding. That's He's not. sleeping in the car. Um I'll be sleeping on Kyle. Oh oh.
2: Oh.
0: <laughs> oh. Oh. oh, oh. <laughs> there it is, we got it through an episode. Follow us on <laughs> Twitter. Uh, Instagram, Facebook, uh, and YouTube at Atomic Geekdom. It's very, very simple to find all that good stuff. Uh, And I promise as we enter the fall TV season, uh, we will be tweeting more. We've been kind of quiet over the past couple months. It's been a busy summer for a lot of us, uh, but we will be interacting a lot more on the social medias. But we have been pretty active on Instagram, so make sure you give us a follow over there. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you like what you heard, head over to iTunes and rate, review us, please. That does help us out quite a bit. Um, But yeah, that's our show. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, Thank you, Johnny and Jenny, J&J, for... uh, Oh, thank you, Dave. ...chilling uh, for an hour or so to get this episode up at this late, late hour in late in the week. I know it's getting just down to the wire to get it in on the normal release date, so... Uh, We had some scheduling conflicts, but we got it done. We did it. And now I have to schedule another one that's going to be out another week. It's just a never-ending cycle of pain and woe that is the podcast world that we love so much. Yeah, I love it. (laughs) All right. Good luck rebounding off that Brett Booth interview, Doe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks. (laughs) We're going to have to follow up the next episode with something really good. Oh, you should start off the episode just real somber and monotone yeah like we're
1: super bummed that we have to go back to reality right right. like coming back from a con like the next day after a con yeah right right. you come back on sunday and it's monday and you're back to work and you're like i wish i was at a fucking con
0: or i wish i was (laughs) i wish it was a day off so i could recover (laughs) (laughs) uh but yeah we will be back next week and until then have a great week and we'll see you all very soon and uh be good to each other guys be good jenny say goodbye peace out oh Rock on! That was aggressive. All right.